Hello, hello. I hope everybody's having a great morning. I'm Dr. Jacinta CK, and welcome to the Strategic Ladies Radio Show. We're airing live every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, uh, 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, and 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and again, 6 p.m. GMT. You always, you can also catch us on Sirius XM, powered by Genius Music. Times are going to be provided on Strategic Ladies and on Bid Chat at 6 p.m. In the evening, we're always going to bring you relationship information, strategy from our guests and in our research. And our show will always give you guys a generational perspective and real world opinions. Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Estella. Welcome to the show, the Strategic Ladies Radio Show. We are so happy to have you uh, join us today for another episode. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about and speaking about stay-at-home moms and re-entry into the workforce. And I had thought this uh, subject was very timely in that I had an opportunity to uh, spend some time with uh, some of my friends who have not uh, enter the workforce, and they're and they're they're different stages of challenges that they're experiencing that I like to talk about today, and kind of brainstorm some of the solutions and some of the research I found. It's going to be also an interesting show today because my partner in crime, my daughter, and my uh, brought her baby to work, so we thought it would be fun to have the baby in the background. Yeah, real fun. To really relate to mothers and what they're going through. And, and all jokes aside, sometimes you know, the babysitter doesn't show up. So what do you do in situations like that? And how do people go with the flow instead of let it be, letting it be a deterrent? Because it doesn't have to be. I've gotten a lot done with my kids playing on the floor, right? Or my daughter, not kids. I don't have the kids. But my daughter playing on the floor right beside me. But I never could let my boss know about it. So we're going to talk about some of those issues. But before we do that, uh, I want to first welcome and introduce you all to my 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 new addition uh, to the family, my grandson, Elijah Gunter, come back. And uh, Jay, is he there to say hi to everyone? Yes, and he fell back asleep. So <laughs> I'm sure that he'll reappear later on on the show. <laughs> so if, I don't know, for the last... Uh, eight months. Jay has, has a very difficult pregnancy. Uh, she was uh, going through a lot to bring this child into the world. And, and I know mothers can relate because it's it's not easy for some mothers. Some mothers have a lot easier in delivery, but Jay really sacrificed to bring the last actually two in the world. Uh, so, um, and one went home to Jesus, but uh, it, it, it's, it, so it's amazing that the, the, the sacrifice she made and even now, you know, uh, for that baby. So, Jay, I want to thank you for all the moms in the world. You did an excellent job to to really um, put yourself even at risk to bring life in the world. So it's, it's a Mom, that was very sweet, Mom. Thank you. So but with that in mind, let's do a mindful check, Jay. How are you doing today, my daughter? I'm not going to lie. I'm doing a lot better not being pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel actually very good. I feel blessed to be here and... Um, my final addition to the family is now born, so that's always fun and um, just brings a new light to our our family. Elias is, um, you know, he's brought um, a different little light. He has a different little personality already, so it's it's um, rewarding to have him part of our abode. So um, today I'm feeling good. You know, I'm I'm not gonna lie though. There is something that I am concerned about because people don't believe in global warming, <laughs> and I know that it is hot as heck outside, and I just like the cold a little bit better. So um, I'll definitely be staying in air conditioning today. But other than that, I'm doing great. How about you, Mom? 
You know, I am just, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy that the baby's safe and you're safe because for a while I was concerned. I I don't like to use the word worry, but I had to do a lot of mindful uh, meditation and mindful praying on that. And I really think that I know that helped me. I know that helped me. Um, uh, And uh, a lot of my yoga praise um, move, my yoga faith move to, you know, pray through this because, again, it was very scary. But um, I'm doing great now. I, 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 you know, I, the thing about the heat and we're going to the topic of heat. I like, I like the heat. I just don't, I don't ever want it to be where it's not sun shining. So I, I acknowledge the sun and love the sun for that, but I don't like it when it's really, really hot either. Um, but I don't like extreme in anything. I don't want it extremely cold, but, um, yeah, it's kind of weird. Uh, anyone that doesn't, you know, um, believe in it needs to just kind of look at some of the history and then take a, a plane trip over to uh greenland and uh kind of see Iceland, right? so yeah kind of see what's going on in those those areas and and maybe they'll be believers but but anyway so it's good it's all good so um so i i thought uh again i, I really wanted to talk about this not jay and i had actually had a guest that um, couldn't show up this this week so we kind of thought what can we talk about that really resonates with us and and i think that one of the things that does resonate from us for both perspectives is the working mom and the stay-at-home mom yeah and and jay is is and we're (laughs) generations apart but we're experiencing that jay is the stay-at-home mom Mm -hmm. and i am the working mom and i was the working mom and although and we have an appreciation for both which i'm not sure is what other people do I don't know if they have an appreciation for both. You know, I think for me, I've been on both sides of the coin. So I've been the working mom with my oldest. And then um, I was blessed to be able to when she became about three to stay at home with her more. Um, so I think that um, being on both sides of the coin, I see the hardships of both. You know, it's, it's hard to juggle a full time job and um, be there for your children. But it's possible because you did very good in that. Um, and as a stay-at-home mom, there's so many responsibilities at home that it's one of those jobs that your work is never done. Um, and I, and in some aspects, I find it, um, for me, um, more challenging being a stay-at-home mom because of the, sometimes people don't consider it a job because, um, and you're tired, um, at times. So I, I, I do see both sides of the coin where, you know, both moms should be rewarded for their, their strengths and abilities and their time of hard work. You know, that's a good segue into an article that I'll share with you all. It was in Crisis Magazine. Um, it's a voice for faithful Catholic lady, and it talked about the oppressed, the title of the article was written in 2012, but I think it's still timely. It talked about the oppressed lives of, of stay-at-home moms. And one of the ladies in, in an administration that we just had uh, uh uh, talked about Hillary Rosen actually uh, talked about um, talked about Anne Romley, and um, she said she, her statement was, "I actually never worked a day in my life." And Miss um, Ro- Rosen it later on pretty much apologized because the problem is when people work at home, people don't think it's a job. And it's so, so much of a job. Um, you know, um, it, it, people think that um, because you don't go anywhere and punch a clock, um, that 
it's it's not real work. And I think what's really helped, sometimes we as women, I think, don't support each other enough in areas of a lot of things. But one of the things I think this helped is the feminist movement and also the fact that, there, you know, some of the research is out there on how how important being a mom is. And also fathers that have been stay-at-home moms have opened the door to say, okay, this is easy, not hard work. I want to be back at work. <laughs> this is this is not easy work, right? I want to be back. Right. I mean, I think that my husband got that because, you know, you guys helped so much. Everybody kind of saw all that I do while, um, you know, while I was in the hospital um, for that almost month, um, you know, watching the kids. And my husband's like, dang, you know, this is a lot of work. And the kids, you know, my my kids are... You know, they, they can be a little bit needy because mommy does a lot of stuff for them. And I'm, you know, you're not just a, a mom, you're a, a friend and you got to cook and you have to clean and people are expecting little things that, you know, that they're not used to. So it's definitely difficult. Yeah. And I think what I think another thing, too, you know, I only had one. But when you have multiple children, the way you approach them at all levels is different. You're talking about homework. Some some are more disciplined than others. You're talking about eating. I mean, I had a struggle being a mom for Jay and taking over for Jay of getting the younger one to eat. He does not like to eat. And so I had to struggle. And, he, you know, what do you want to eat? And 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 um uh also, uh, the, the older one, you know, just the problems she may experience at school. All of those emotional things that go along with parenting do not stop at 5 a.m. or p.m. You know, yeah, it, it just doesn't stop. And that's, yeah. I think, what's hard as being a stay-at-home mom is that your job never ends even until the nighttime. You're, you know, you still have to, you know, at times, you know, be there for your husband after that, after you're done with the kids. Yeah, it's just amazing. And I think, um, I think people at one point didn't realize the 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 impact of it and and society never approached it right and this article goes in to talk about how that woman's statement was really a wrong statement and how you know mothers have huge jobs and everyone uh who is a mother works very very hard um you know w- one of the things too is interesting too about um some of the stats out there um, they had 10 findings about women in the current workplace. So I think that in addition to understanding the oppression of women, we have to understand the playing ground that we're in now because one of the things I ran into with talking to my friends is there's different reasons that women have to go to the workplace who are in marital situations and, 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 and are older. Okay. So we're talking about the younger population, but now transition to those women in their forties and fifties. And here's the, here's the scenario. Um, possibly they're getting a divorce. Um, possibly their husband may have lost his job. Um, Another scenario might be that um, they they need double income because more financial constraints are coming. They have children in college. So how do these women um, who have not developed any type of skill set go back into the workplace? Um, and that's a that's a tough uh, a challenge. And, and and my suggestion, I know, you know. My suggestion is that you, you get, you know, like a, for me, even though I was a stay at home mom, I would never stop learning. So, you know, you take time to, you know, better yourself, whether it's a course 
online um, that you do in your spare time, which I know stay-at-home moms, it's hard to find that spare time because a lot of times you have little ones and you're you're doing all kinds of things for them. I mean, you become like a, a human taxi and, and caregiver all day. So I understand that it's hard, but you need to find that intermediate time. You have an hour a day where you can do some self-improvement yourself, like a course that can improve you a college class online. I mean, now you have so many things available online that you can get a degree um, at home. And, and, you know, you're so right. And they're so interesting enough. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to go into, we're going to go down this path because here's what can we do? What are resources we can do and strategies for mothers? Cause what you're saying is exactly true. And I, and I'll share with you an article on my, uh, I think it was in, it was in, um, Monster, Monster Mag is a job search engine, and they talked about some strategies for women. But what I want to do, Jane, I think you can help me a lot, is talk about to our audience how these strategies apply to the current workforce, the findings we found about the workforce. So the first thing, to your point, is um, don't drop out completely. Women who make their most seamless transition back to the workforce are those women who don't leave completely. What is your opinion on that? Well, I, I agree with that. What is your thoughts on that? I mean, I, I definitely think that you shouldn't drop out completely. Yeah, you know, I think I think that's the biggest mistake we do. I think that um, even when there was one period in my life where I went through a transition, um, and I think that a lot of women go through this. It, it, you know, we talk about women who are aren't in the workforce, but women in the workforce experience a transition too. And that transition could be um, their age. That transition could be uh, younger people not want to be an accepting. You know, there's a lot of different reasons. Uh, that transition could be uh, your mental capacity and taking what you did at a younger age and not wanting to. There's a lot of reasons why you go through this transition. But when I was out of work for a little bit, I went I never was out of work. I still had my foot in, in, in project management. I still had my foot in looking at jobs and, and, and looking at ways to benefit myself, networking. I still had my, uh, I still had, I started a, a part-time business. So there's ways that you can make yourself stay out there. I took computer classes. You know, um, some people just drop out and they're done. And I think, I think the problem is honest, in all honesty, um, it's hard to stay. What I, I see how with me that I have four, you can get engulfed in all the responsibilities that you have. Um, I, I will say that having two is a lot different than three and having three is a lot different than four. So to stay completely with one foot in another door is very hard. Um, so the one thing that I did, did like of what you said, um, mom is that, you know, possibly joining or networking those joint networking groups, even those mother's groups help because later on, if you find that you, you know, it's all about who, you know, and a lot of business work, business avenues. So if you consist consistently, you know, stay in these different groups and, and network with moms later on, if you're looking for a job, it could be beneficial again. And I do love those taking the occasional course to just help better yourself or, or working on a degree program or a computer class. Right. And I love the fact that when you're a good example of that is people that volunteer at their church or their school, a lot of those people transition into full-time roles or, you know, yes. um, 
so I, our, the art museum, I also tell my friends, um, and I was telling my friends last, the other day when we were talking about this subject, make sure you do something you like. Um, if you like arts and entertainment, go volunteer at the symphony, go volunteer at, and, and, and Hollywood and do some things because I guarantee you your energy of what you like comes out and people will want to hire you. So I think that's it. Another the strategy they said, volunteer. And we talked about that, you know, volunteering work. The next yeah. one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And another one that I think that they talk about this one, and I think this is hard for a lot of women. And, and I really want your opinion on this one, Jay, because you have been a stay-at-home mom. Toot your own horn. Don't undervalue yourself. I feel like a lot of these women who stay-at-home moms undervalue themselves. And they're so, so worth worthy of the workforce. What's your feeling? I, I think that that's the stigma of being a stay-at-home mom. I think that at times um, people, um, you know, I mean, I've been on both sides of the coin, right? So for me, um, I, I've seen, you know, firsthand, even while I was working on my doctorate, how people can, you know, um, be negative about you being a stay-at-home mom. Um, and, and that you're not really working or that you, you know, um, and then you have to sort of explain yourself. And, and I found myself even, you know, relying on past positions that I had prior to being a stay at home mom because people were so negative. But the truth of the matter is, is I agree with you. I think that the stay at home moms deserve some tuning of their own horns. And, um, there are those supportive women that I've met outside of the degree program that were very positive. Um, you know, we, we had a friend that was in charge of uh, a big women's organization, actually, that would tell a story about um, a stay-at-home mom that would cook for her kids because she was a working mom, and she just glorified her and how they glorified each other. And, and I wish that women would take that and do that, but um, we still need some work in, in the, the woman empowerment arena i think that's why it's so such a powerful movement right now because we do need to empower one another but i agree i think tooting your own horn in the sense of saying you know what i'm a stay-at-home mom and um i have you know one or three or eight kids and you know i'm you know i'm working hard and i love my children and that's my main job right now and say it with positivity and and you know i think it's a powerful thing i mean you know what's better to you know, it's to me, it's wonderful. I, I feel blessed to be able to be be there for my kids when they need me and, and um, do as much as I can. And um, you were a single mom that was not a stay-at-home mom, but you did that as well. You were there for me in a different way than I am for my kids, but you were there for me. Right. Yeah, and I think that one of the things, I think, I think that another thing, Lesson and another thing that people, women who stay at home can uh, can know that is that we all have an ability sometimes to feel like our self-worth is not there, whether you stay at home or where you go to work. There's always some ways we try our mind, our mindset makes us undervalue ourselves sometimes, especially when they're in, in the workforce. It's very competitive, right? So you're constantly keeping up with people and you're like, oh man, am I good enough? You know, it, it, the same thing happens with working people. So don't feel like that feeling is something you shouldn't have. You're going to have that feeling, but if that's when you need to say no, you push that thought out of your head and say, I am 
Look, I organize a home. I can organize something at work. You take the skill set that you do at home and apply it to the work, and you build on that. And don't right. don't undervalue. And, and I think it's a it's an avenue for people to change the thought process of the stay at home mom. Yes. You know, um, you know, it's not like the. I mean, it, and that, and you know, it's not like it's a. I mean, they make the you know the old shows of the fifties where, you know, what was it? Leave it to Beaver, I think that was on. And right. it made it seem like it was so easy. I mean, I have some friends that are stay-at-home moms. I have a couple of Leave it a Beaver people that I know. But more than likely, a lot of them are just women that are just trying to keep all their schedules together. They're running back and forth. They're doing this and that. And um, I think that, you know, if you consistently are empowering your position as a stay-at-home mom, that it's going to change the way people view it. I agree. I agree. Another thing they talk about in this article was network, network, network. And we talked about that. Um, you know, I have done so many different businesses. And again, when I, but when I was off that time and was marketing myself, I created an elevator pitch. Well, do women even know what that is who stay at home? They probably don't. But they do it. Their elevators pitches pitches for how they raise their children. So basically, they 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 that elevator pitch is about what you do and what you what what skill set you have, and you give that to everyone you meet. So working mothers uh, need to develop this type of uh, elevator pitch, especially if they're thinking about getting back into it, uh, the non into a, a workforce. They need to understand how to talk about their them and network, network, network. I agree. I think, like I said earlier, I think that everything's, especially in most positions, I know a lot of, you know, jobs that I've I've had that um, in the past, um, it's been because of my networking that I've moved up or that I've um, met people and, and had a position. I mean, it's a lot of things are in this world who you know. So the more that you network, the more that you get to know people and build connections, the better your, your search in anything's going to be in, you know, any arena. Yeah. And, and here's some examples for everyone. If you're listening, uh, think about your college alumni, some of your professional organizations, um, nonprofits, education and support groups like Jay mentioned for mothers. They're nationwide. All you have to do is go on a computer and Google those things and you can find out plenty of ways to networking. And these meetup groups are wonderful ways to talk to people and get to know people. Um, when we were working, Jay and I, at, a, at a, uh, the Women's Network, we worked a little bit with them. One of the things we found is there are women out there that want to help support you, that want to give back. It may not be women... Um, who are in the leadership necessarily there, don't try to necessarily go to the women's organization and say, you know, I want to get support you. Go with the people that are in there. There's women that really want to support. And I was surprised to find the people that open their doors to support other people. Yes, I agree. And, and you never know. Sometimes, like they say, you know, one thing that you've always taught me is to treat the janitor just like the CEO because sometimes that janitor may it may be the person that half owns it, so it's that like so you need to you treat everybody the same and network with everybody because you never know who's going to lead you to where you need to be. Yep, 
I'll never forget when I was in uh, a drug rep sitting outside waiting on the doctor's office to open because at one point they op- they opened it, uh, they closed at lunch from 12 to 2, sat on a bench, the janitor was running around sweeping by my feet and I was talking to him and I, and I said, have a seat, take a break. We started talking. He actually owned several businesses. He was doing this for fun because he liked to work and he was Stephen, um, Stephen King's uh, hair, hairdresser, hair, 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 hairstylist. And he said that he, he could send my book if I wanted to into him. So I'm, there's always opportunities. Wow. To meet. I mean, where's he at? Mom? Where's he I know I didn't do it at the time. At the time I was busy being a mom. <laughs> and, and, and to, to that point, I was also not tooting my horn. I didn't think my book was good enough. Yeah. And that's the thing. And that's another thing that you brought up being a mom. See, I don't, I don't believe in being your mom takes you away from opportunities. Right. I think that you have to not, not, um, limit yourself. And of course, like I have so many things that I have to do, but I've still had time to go after my dreams and goals. So I think that you, you have to just, like you said, toot your own horn and don't make excuses. And don't make it in that mindset. It's getting that mindset right. And my mindset wasn't, uh, wasn't right. And, but you know, but uh, to your point, you, you got to get it right. The other thing is they say you need to package yourself properly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, that, that opens a whole can of worms. Oh, I completely agree. You can't wear yoga pants to to the interview, guys. You can't. You know, I, I love them. I think you, they I should mean, be accepted of that. Okay. I love active wear, <laughs> but but you definitely have to to think about when you can uh, when you're. I mean, when you're trying to apply for a job, you know, you have to think about what people wear in order to get the job. Like for example, like. There's software companies where people just wear comfortable clothes, so you may get away with it. But as far as corporate positions, a lot of them won't shine or smile upon your yoga pants, your, you know. Right. So we're talking about our look has to be the look of whatever job you seek. Correct. Your resume needs to speak to what you want to do in the organization and what the organization is looking for. There's resume writers. Um, one of the things people don't realize, if you have a degree, and some people don't have a degree, but there's still opportunities. But some people who have a degree can go right to their college, and usually there's people that can write the resume and review it for you. You know, um, interview questions. Um, practice what people, what what would you want if you were in that position interviewing people? Practice those questions and answers. Um, there are so many people, so many resources out there. And, and, I, and I, I know that a lot of people, uh, when I was in a conversation with some of these women, uh, one of the things they said, well, we don't have a degree. Yes, having maybe a degree opens more doors for you. But don't okay. let that be a limiting factor. Agreed. And, and if you find that what you for what you want to do it is, take some courses and enrich yourself. Um, so I think um, sometimes we have to step beyond that comfort zone to package yourself properly. I agree. I agree with you completely. I couldn't have said it better myself. Yep. The next thing is, and this is a big one for me, be patient. <laughs> yeah, that is a big one for you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh no, God. you know. Being patient in what? Like, what do they mean, do you think? Um, Well, they said you're not going to immediately regain the pay and the prestige you had before. 
Say, so for instance, sometimes with stay-at-home moms, their husbands make tons of money. He decides that he's leaving. Your money stream is lower, right? So you have to be able to say, okay, I just need to get enough to survive at this point. If I, you know, hopefully the alimony or whatever, if it doesn't work, if it doesn't work, you have to get the money to survive. So some right. of the things that you've been used to, you may not, you have to, may have to sacrifice and give up. It doesn't mean the world ends. As a matter of fact, it opens up doors to other things that you didn't realize were out there. Um, so I think make may, being patient to know that you might have to work and take stair steps, steps up. To get to where you want to be. Well, I know I had a. I remember having a friend that she definitely had um, um, something like that happen to her, where she wasn't expecting a divorce, and her um, husband was making all the money. She had never worked, and um, she had to take a position at a clothing store, and it was very hard for her because she was used to actually going to that clothing store um, all the time. But because she networked, she was able to get a position probably there that. I mean, I think that most women that didn't have much experience wouldn't have been able to do. Um, and she knew the clothing line because she had been um, going there all the time shopping. And and I agree with you, Mom. It's like sometimes you have to crawl before you walk. You know, hopefully you have pre-planning. You know, I'm. You know, that's I think the best thing to do as a mother, especially a stay-at-home mom, is to pre-plan. So if something yeah. like that does happen, you know, you've you've planned your yourself out so that you do have some type of um, education behind you or do have some type of knowledge or networking behind you so that you can have some type of income if something like that does happen. You know, I think, I think it's not a bad idea to your point for you and your husband to talk about those issues that what if I'm left with responsibility, you know, God forbid something happens to them or what if I need to go back to work. What is it that you feel that we have time together? To, to, what kind of sacrifices should we make in the home so that I can continually prepare myself in the event that this happens? Because I think that a lot of times husbands don't necessarily want their wives to work. Well, I think it's great if they don't, but they right. also need to understand that there needs to be some type of uh, development and skill set that can, needs to be continued into the, the wife. So, so that she's ready if something like that would happen. I agree. You know, you bring up a great point. Um, I I totally think that it would be a good idea to talk about the worst case scenarios, why everything's good. Right. Um, because I know that I've done that with my husband. I'm like, so what if this, this, and this happens? You know, what if, you know, something happens between us and, you know, we break up, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, that's not going to happen. But it's good to have those kind of talks so that you can think about, I, my main concern is even though, um, you know, I'm used to spending a certain amount, is my children. So for them, I want to make sure that they have the same lifestyle. And that's what I think that's important to talk about with your significant other if you get into that situation let's think about how we're going to keep the kids on the same playing field even yeah. if it's split because ultimately it's about taking care of your responsibilities and and understanding that you want you want both everyone to be taking care of your children their lifestyles not not hurt not suffer um so what are you doing to prepare for that so i think yeah being um pre preparing is, is key and then the last one they said, which it kind of 
goes into tooting your own horn is to be confident. Um, people to 45 to 40, people 45 to 65 compromise the fast growing uh, workforce. And they also are the ones that are really sequencing into moms um, from mom roles. So people think that when you're a stay-at-home mom, I think the tendency is to think that what's happening to you is, is a, it's a new phenomenon, but it's really happening a lot. So employers not only want you, but they need you. So mm-hmm. we, you need to kind of have that confidence that, okay, because you're a sequencing mom and it's not new, it's happening. So don't go in there looking at it like, oh, I'm a sequencing mom. No one's going to hurt me. What can I do? (laughs) Well, you know, that's that's like um, job interview one on one. If you don't have confidence, um, you know, your employer is not going to necessarily want you. You know what I mean? So being confident in who you are and and what your abilities are. Hey, you know, I've been a stay at home mom, but I am organized. I am dedicated. I'm hardworking. I've done this, this and this. You know, the organizations that you've been a part of, the things that you've been doing while you've been a stay-at-home mom all take play in how you can just increase your your um, thoughts of what people would think about you. I know, and, and but I think I think first of all, a lot of things come into play. Is you're 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 shocked that you may be in this situation. You're not prepared, and you're scared, and fear comes in, right? And and so I think so when when fear comes in, you don't let you lose your confidence. So I think women have to realize that sequencing is not new. It's happening. People are, and, and it's happening to people between the age of 45 and 64. It happens. So how are you preparing for this and, and embrace it? Remember to look at all the good skills you have, you know, because you have those. I know my daughter has awesome skills. And although she's a stay at home mom, she's using those skills right in the home. And, 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 but she also keeps her foot out there. Like we've got the radio show. We have our coaching business. Um, you know, it's a lot of things that really help to keep her fresh. She got her doctorate, you know, she, you know, she teaches, you know, there's a whole lot of things that can keep you fresh. And it's, 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 um, and it doesn't have to mean, um, giving up just because things happen to you. And you, you know, and, you, and it's never too late to start. I think that there's some moms that think, well, I haven't done anything or I don't have this or that. Start now. I mean, it's all about making, and it'll make you feel better too. I mean, I, I love being a stay at home mom. It's been the most rewarding career that I've had just because I'm able to really be there for my kids in a different way than I was prior. And it don't, it does, it takes nothing away from the working mom because I have just as much respect for them. But for me, this has been, uh, an amazing journey, not the journey that I was expecting, um, but um, it's been a, a blessing because I, I appreciate the stuff that my husband does for me because I know how hard he works to take care of our family, and um, I, you know, he appreciates me, and the kids are very happy with mommy being around all the time. But it's, I think, one of the biggest thing is that it never feel like it's too late to start bettering yourself. Because it, it just makes you feel better, too. I mean, there's times, of course, that we all get down. And, and, and of course, I, I had a, uh, a message um, earlier that said, do I ever want to take a break? Oh, yes. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. 
as stay-at-home mom, and that's the hardest thing, I think, that you don't get a break. I think that that's one thing about working is that, I mean, I remember I'd had a friend, um, a good friend of mine that um, needed a break, and she got a, a job, and she's like, gee, I just couldn't do it anymore. I needed to work, and she's full-time again now. Uh, but she was a stay-at-home mom for a while, and she has a different perspective on being a stay-at-home mom because she said for her personally, she'd rather work full-time. She loves her kids, but she needed that that away time. Um, for me, <laughs> oh, um, for me, um, uh, my break is, um, you know, I have my, my mom helps me out. I, I get out with some friends occasionally, but, um, it's, it's, you know, just never, never feel that you're too late to start. Oh yeah. It, it, it and, it, and, and, you know, it's interesting because, um, everybody I think that if there was one message I'd give stay-at-home moms is that we all, working or non-working, have fears of not being able to take ourselves at one point, take care of ourselves at one point. And what, especially as you transition into um, your your late fifties, early sixties, you're thinking, okay, uh, how am I going to survive? How am I going to, you know, but. I do believe there's with that with spiritually, I believe I'm protected and taken care of, but also believe that that element of, of fire that you need to keep in you, that survival instinct, that that man's low hierarchy of needs that we all have motivates you to do so. And you can do it. It's that can do attitude um, that um, that the, we need as, as stay at home moms um to, to reach that next level. Um, it, you know, the, the, the thing is, is uh, mom, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but no. now I feel like for the stay at home mom, there's so many opportunities to do other things. For example, they have so many um, businesses online and, and marketing businesses that you can get involved in that you can make extra money and feel like you have your own business as well. Oh yeah. Uh, and, and I think that that's the thing. It's like, there's so many things to kind of, do that you could, you know, so you don't feel like you're out of the loop or not, you know, there's so I'm feeling now that a lot of stay at home moms are becoming that have that working mom um, element as well. Yeah. That virtual platform is huge for people right. like, yeah, like uh, virtual assistants, good career. You do it right in your home, um, uh, organizing, bookkeeping, things that you can do right in your home. We are becoming a society that's global and we're coming, becoming a society that's not, you know, flexibility is huge. Flexibility at work. Um, so, um, you need to find employers that are embracing that, not those, you know, the, the ones that are not because things have to work for you. Agreed. Yeah. So, so I think, um, again, just so you know a little bit about statistically what's happening um, in the world right now, 10 findings about women in the workplace. Today's women are starting their careers better educated than their male counterparts. So one of the things that women um, who are stay-at-home moms need to realize that there are a lot of educated people out there. So if you're desirous to go into an area um, in some careers, that that may be something that you might have to overcome, taking some classes and, and, and enriching yourself. Young working women today are also making more money relative to their men. Um, so, um, uh, and, and they're, they're making more money than their mothers and grandmothers do. 
Um, I had a, a friend who has her daughter has a business, very successful business, got a huge donor and backer, um, and that business is doing really well. Well, maybe it's an idea to work for your mom. You know, I would love to work for Jay. <laughs> she, she, right. you know, she can teach me a lot. So just know there's opportunities there. Uh, um, each year, each new group of women entering the workforce over the past 30 years has started out at a higher average rate relative to men. So this also brings in the fact that women need to embrace other women and realize that women, in not only women outside the work, but women in the work need to need to embrace these working mothers and be more accepting of them in, in careers. And, um, yeah, and then they talk about uh, I think that's some of this. There's really good um, information that you can get about these type of things. And there's a Pew, Pew PEW Research Center, and they also give you numbers, trends, and facts on demographics. And, and this is one of the things you can read to see what's happening. And that can also help you understand where you need to go and how to position yourself when you're looking for new roles. So with that, I want if you have any questions on anything we talked about today, feel free to reach out to Jay and I. Uh, we we can support you in these areas. We'll also have our um, recording on uh, our podcast, and Jay, you can tell them more how to hear about us. But before we do that, I forgot our mindful word. Yes. Oh my goodness! So, as you know, we always leave you with a thought, and and this is uh, so. Um, so wonderful. I have to tell you guys, when Jay was going through all that she went through to bring her life and our new life into the world, our blessing for all of you all, because this baby's going to do a lot. Um, we were, we were, um, so I was so, so distraught and worried. And, uh, not, and I don't like to worry, but I was, I was. And so what I did was I did a lot of, of mindful thinking and mindful words and, and Jay always leaves us with a great one. So Jay, what is something that after this discussion, and what could you, uh, what could you give to working mothers to make them stay um, motivated and inspired um, through yeah. all of this? Instead of a word today, I think that I'm going to to speak on adopting a new mindset. Mm. Um, I think it's important for us, you know, as we talked about this with the working moms and the stay-at-home moms, it's so important for us to start to adopt a new mindset in, in that we give each other that that positive reinforcement to one another, you know, tooting each other's horns. You know, for for example, if you see a, a woman that is a working mom or or vice versa, that you give them the props that they deserve, you know, let the you know, um, empowering one another. So give me a new outlook or have a new mindset and see how that can affect, you know, how that, that mindset can trickle down to others. I agree. I think that's a really, I mean, our minds that stops us or either propels us. And mm -hmm. I think that's a good one. So I, I, I agree with you. Take some time today to think about first where your mindset is, your self-awareness. Where am I in my mindset? Am I, do I have a mindset? Do I have a growth mindset? Do I have a mindset where, although, and if you don't know what a growth mindset is, it's although you fail, you get back up and try again. That's a growth mindset. And um, do I have a growth mindset or do I have a limiting one? Right. And how can I make that change as a mom if I need to? And maybe you don't need to go into the workforce. Maybe there's some change you can make right there at home 
to make a better job for your family. Good thought. Thank you, Jay. That's a wonderful one. Thanks, Again, I thank you. And you know what? My little Elias, first day on the air. Yay, Elias, you did great. <laughs> <laughs> With lots of muting, he did once in full. So he put this on his his resume as I did my first show on June 23rd, 2017. You're so silly. Well, you guys, you can always find us at strategicladies.com. And if you'd like to write in or have any show ideas, you can go to, or I'm sorry, email us at write, W-R-I-T-E, the number two, at strategicladies.com. Again, that's W-R-I-T-E number two at strategicladies.com and we'd love to hear from you you can check out our podcast on iTunes always and <laughs> and um, we look forward to hearing from you and talking to you next week yep he, we're going to give him a thank part our producer said take care <laughs> bye everybody bye <laughs> For the best in metaphysical, spiritual, and holistic programming, you're listening to InnerLightRadio.com, the healing frequency.